there. I'm Africa Coaching, and you are listening to Coffee and Stars Podcast, a platform for candid narratives about the place of the young African woman in society. In this episode, I speak to an experienced and dynamic woman, Ajwa Yeyi, ahead of International Women's Day. Ajwa works with UNFPA and has tremendous experience in delving into the issues of young people. This episode, which I call Tales of Wisdom, will involve Ajwa sharing with us thoughts on how to have faith to succeed. Ajwa, can you come on and introduce yourself and tell us your passions are and the things you like? Hello, Ajwa, can you hear me? So kindly unmute and then um, speak, Ajwa, yes. Can you hear me, Annette? I can hear you. So please introduce yourself. Welcome to this episode. Finally, we are able to get on. Can you introduce yourself and tell us the things that you enjoy doing, what your passions are? Okay. Um, thank you very much. Is it better? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, great, great. So, um, good evening. My name is Ajua Yenyi. Um, I work at UNFPA as a program specialist for adolescents and youth. Yes. Is there anything more you want me to say? The things that you are passionate about. The things I'm passionate about. I'm really passionate about work. I'm passionate about the fact that I think women... Um, need to have a balance between their work and uh, their home life. And I'm passionate about ensuring that we do the best for our generation. They're faced with so many um, things which are being thrown at them, things which are sometimes uncontrollable. And I'm really passionate about ensuring that we have some kind of guidance for for our all right. Thank you very much. That's a very good thing to be passionate about. Um, this episode, I call it Wisdom, Tales of Wisdom. And I know you had said that the title is Faith to Grow in Life and Career. So I, 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 I have a sense that we are going to learn a lot from this um, episode that you'll be having with us. I just want to ask you, because you use the word faith, I just want to ask you, what is faith? Ah, that's a really good one, Annette. Um, faith is believing in something, um, making an effort to have something you can hold on to. When you look at the biblical sense of the word faith, where it talks about 
um, listening to God or hearing God, and then it's um, your faith going by understanding the word of God. It tells us that whether you're in a religious background or you're in a more secular background, in order to have faith, there is something that we need to hold on to. We need to have some knowledge or some wisdom that we acquire, we imbibe, and then we use it to direct our lives. So faith is ensuring that we have some guidance, something that guides us to be able to move forward in the things that we want to achieve in life. So that's in a nutshell, I would say, is faith. All right. That's, that's very good. So having something to hold on to. So mm-hmm. um, there is this aspect, you, you mentioned two areas, life mm-hmm. and career. But I want to go on to the life aspects first. Okay. Why do we need faith in life? Because, you know, very many times, we, a lot of us think that you are alone, especially for young people, well, young mm-hmm. women. You think that you are alone in your struggles or your difficulties or challenges. I want to ask you, what role does faith play in um, ensuring that young women, young people continue to strive, continue to push towards um, this life that they are living for whatever they want to achieve as they end go. Okay, that's a really loaded question. But I think um, I would approach it this way. From where I left off in terms of having something to hold on to, something that you can imbibe and believe in, um, that is really very key. So whether you're Christian, there's some principles you follow. Whether you're Muslim, there are some principles you follow. And even when you are neither of these or your other religions, um, like the many other religions that we have, there is some tenant of that religion that you follow. So these give you a sense of purpose. Without the sense of purpose, the Christian Bible says that the devil has uh, has uh, time for idle hands or has space for idle hands. So it just implies that without a sense of purpose, you will find yourself grasping at at straws, you're not focused, you're doing things in an haphazard manner, and you don't have any goal for your life. So for young people, it's really very critical in this uh, midst of so much information and so much um, um, visuals that are thrown at them in their phones, on billboards, uh, wherever you turn, you need in the midst of all of that to have a focus. I say a lot that the internet can be very, social media can be very confusing because you're looking at one thing and somebody's showing how easy it is to do that thing. You're like, ah, maybe I should go that way. Especially when you're undecided, as a lot of our young people are. The next, the very next video you see is somebody doing something amazing and very simple. So you're like, ah, is this something I should do? So it leaves you really with so many possibilities, at the end of which you may end up not taking advantage of any of these possibilities. So you really need to focus. You really need to be able to have a sense of where you want to go. It's not always that having a sense of where you want to go will mean that you may find that you're using those direct steps, no. But having a sense already 
settles you in a certain manner because you know that, okay, whatever I do, I want to attain certain heights. I want to be successful. I've read this book or I'm following this religion and has given me hope and assurance and some kind of guidance on the things I need to do for a successful future. So it's really important that as young people, um, there is some guidance or there is some effort to ensure that um, there's a bit of focus, there's an idea of how you want your life to be, and efforts must be made to go after this, this, uh, this decision that you take. <laughs> All right. And uh, Ajo, thank you very much for that. Um, one of the things that you said that's very interesting for me is people having a sense of purpose. And for mm -hmm. the young women, um, the young African woman, and as she said, even social media, but taking social media out with all the information, people have information overload. Everybody's seeing everything. They hear so many things. How do we stop to say that um, this is my sense of purpose? How do you find a sense of purpose? How Because I can imagine the confusion that, okay, I want to do this, or I don't know. <laughs> Somebody actually said, exactly. I actually don't know. Like a grown woman, a grown mm -hmm. woman said, I actually don't know. I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know. So for someone like that where did they start you um you have gone through many experiences you have engaged oh, yeah. many young people um you have seen so much someone like that mm -hmm. in those shoes who says i don't know <laughs> what would you say to that person <laughs> Okay, so we really get a lot of that because in the work we do, like you said, we meet all kinds of young people. And it's a very common thing. My son, I have a son who will be 18 in October. And he keeps telling us, like, Mommy, I, I really don't know where I want to go, go and what I want to do. My first answer is that stay calm. Don't be, um, don't be overly anxious because it's something that a lot of young people go through. Of course, you have those who come out, when I say come out, they come out and they're so focused and they're so um, directed in how and what they want to do. So it's much easier for young people like that, even though it also has its disadvantages, which can be dealt with later. But for a lot of the very average young people, um, they really don't know what to do. So there are two things. The first one I always say is, what is your passion? As much as you don't have or you don't know what you want to do, you must have a passion for something. There must be something you actually like doing. So for me, um, when I was going through school, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I started out, but I loved communications. I loved things to do with the radio. I loved things to do with reporting. So I really loved communications. And so... For instance, in college, I, even though I was doing my regular courses in political science and French, etc., I spent a lot of my time on the campus radio station. I found it a challenge making sure that it was running and sure that we had the programs being on air. I really loved that field. So um, I thought that was what I was going to do. I mean, I wasn't studying communications um, in school. 
But I thought, I realized it was something I love to do. So I devoted time to it. As you devote time and you get better, you get more experienced at what you do. I said, ah, maybe I should go for a master's in communications, which I did. So even though I didn't know what I, I wanted to do with my French and political science, because I had a passion, it began to move me in a certain direction. Eventually, I ended up back in Ghana after my master's, and I ended up in a communication position, but that was in sexual reproductive health. I really never dreamed that I was going to get into sexual reproductive health, but I saw it as a challenge, bringing on my expertise in communication into the sexual reproductive health um, um, arena. So I had to learn a little bit about it. I had to understand it and understand what we needed to be communicating, how it needed to be done, etc. So from that example, you see passion, which when grown or which when follows, begins to put you into a certain or move you in a certain direction. So I would say one, follow your passion. See where it will lead you. Because a lot of the times it will lead you somewhere where you would enjoy because you already have a passion for it. And then whatever you end up in in that field does not become a chore, but becomes something that you actually love. Now, for the second one, which I actually had a confirmation of recently from a young woman who has made it so much in, in, in her, her field. Um, she was speaking with the young people. She said, you know what? They asked the same question. She says, you know what? I did not know for a long time what I wanted to do. And even if you ask me now, I really cannot say specifically that this is what I want to do. She has gone through banking, through telecom, through so many areas. But as she moved forward, for what she moved forward in these jobs, she began to say, ah, this is something that is interesting. This is something that I, I like. Okay, um, should I follow this or is there a job opening in this area that um, I should try for? She gets encouragement from friends and family and then she moves on and she enters there. There are certain times she got to certain certain jobs and certain positions like, nah, this is not for me and actually quit. But in others, now she's entered the development field. She's like, wow, this is a really interesting field. I never thought I'd be here, but now I'm here and I'm loving it. So I'll say, let your passion drive you. Have an idea what you want. Um, as much as you say you don't want anything, I'm really sure that if you think really hard, there's something that you like, that you like to do. I've always said that I really love working with children. So I always say that I would really love to have a, a nursery one day. You know, maybe that's why I'm still working with young people. But you see that your passion will drive you in the direction of where you want to go. And your faith and the, the belief you have in um, whatever higher deity that you worship um, will also help you to begin to have more confidence in yourself to be able to pursue that passion. So for me, passion is the key word of it. Thank you very much, Ajua. And a lot of people that come on my podcast, when I speak with them, they make it sound like it's uh, very straightforward. But when you, <laughs> when you go, um, 
mm-hmm. when you go on the ground and you speak with people and you begin and i think i almost always ask people this kind mm-hmm. of question if you look at our context within yeah. our west african context in african mm-hmm. context you said your friend had a support mm-hmm. system and was able to try different things and quit and all that mm-hmm. you know that yeah. for most people when they mm-hmm. finish school or when they go through college they finish mm-hmm. national service in like for example in ghana or in other west african countries in other places you do this kind of thing you go mm-hmm. to um this uh um, period one year national service mm-hmm. then you start to look for jobs now that period is a very important period for many young people a lot of frustration you don't know what to do so the first thing that mm-hmm. comes to you is what mm-hmm. you grab and often mm-hmm. if you have to say i want to have a dance with all these things to see what i enjoy mm-hmm. what i do enjoy and all that you will see um yeah. on my instagram i'm going to offer an instagram live on three steps to find your dream career because like mm-hmm. you see many people have different um things they they love but they don't know how to turn that yeah. thing into a career or something that brings money the second yeah. aspect that you talked about passion and which mm-hmm. I, I love to have conversation on passion is that the thing the reason why passion is important is that when you do something that you really really love there mm-hmm. is it returns something to you it returns joy and i don't know the science people will tell us whether it returns dopamine back to your brains or whatever it is but it returns yeah. some kind of joy to you instead of doing something that you truly do not love or something that you totally hate but for people who have found themselves in um domains that is not really driving them is not really mm-hmm. returning joy to them there's a lot of pain and struggle and energy and um stress everything like they, they're just struggling how mm-hmm. do they go back to ensure that their passion drives them where is the starting point okay thank you very much annette um those are two really really important points that you raise um first of all like you said rightly um a lot of people are in jobs uh in positions that that's not bring them joy um and it's just because as we all know there's a lot of issue with unemployment so it's really a grasp for what you can get and you find yourself there and i think we do ourselves unfortunately a lot of disservice because once you're not in a position that you have some joy about in or should i say enough joy about um you will not perform as well as you can and it will tell on you eventually so it will tell on your interaction with people it will tell on how you interact with your customers and even affect and once it affects you your mood and your attitude towards a lot of things changes but it's a place that a lot of people find themselves unfortunately the easiest way would have been to avoid such a situation but how do we avoid such situations in an era of a shortage of jobs i always say that when i was in the university um that was in the oh, what was this again um early 90s is when i was in the university 
we were coming out of college, out of the university, and of course, everybody was running, looking for advertisements and job placements and stuff. That was the norm of the time. But I think we haven't done a very good, um, we haven't made a very good effort as society to ensure that um, our schooling is keeping up with the demands of this generation. So school is not as it used to be anymore. And you find out that people are in positions um, and they think that as soon as they come, out of, 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 um, they come out of school, they'll get a job. The key word in this generation, this generation is innovate. Innovate, innovate, innovate. If you sit to wait for a job, it's likely not going to come. So I... The generation of young people now need to be guided to begin to think about how they can create jobs for themselves, how they can create jobs that they can begin to use the knowledge of what they learn in school to support this job creation. The other thing that we're not doing well is there's so many, first of all, our students are not properly oriented, or young people, on the opportunities available to them, whether it's government opportunities, whether it's private sector opportunities, and you'll be amazed at what is out there, which young people have no clue about. With the focus that we have on young people now, because of the really huge population board that we have in Ghana, there's a lot that is going on to support um, young people. But young people do not have the fora and to be able to know what exists to them and to be able to take advantage of it. So if you're the average young person, then you're thinking, oh, I finished school. You're fortunate enough to be coming from an average home so you can actually stay home and say, I'm looking for a job. For a lot of people, they don't even have that option to stay home which puts them at, into the second category that you talked about, doing what you don't really want to do. So unfortunately, that really happens, and we will not be able to avoid it. Or oh, there's no clear-cut method to say that this is the way to stop this. Once there's a job shortage, there are job shortages, and there are young people scrambling for jobs, we're going to have a lot of them ending up just doing whatever they can to make um to make some money and to, to come home. But I, I think it's really important that our orientation system for young people, especially those who are in school and those who are getting ready to come out of school, begins to let them, give them the opportunity to have enough information about the opportunities out there, about what they can benefit from, about even if you decide to go back to school, which tends to be what a lot of people do when they can't find jobs. It's like, well, instead of just staying home, why don't I go back to school? What scholarship opportunities they are? Most universities have career counseling units that will provide information, but we are not, we are not, um, we are not uh, educated or informed on how to use those services. So a lot of these things may have information, but we are not reaching young people for them to be able to make a change in their lives. 
So, Annette, there are some of those situations that um, we will still continue to find ourselves in once we have such an issue with unemployment, etc. But when you do find yourself in, I always advise that once you decide to apply for a certain job, even though it's not what you intentionally, you initially um, had in mind, once you find yourself there, make it count. Make it count. Tell yourself, I'm in something new, which I didn't really anticipate. But now I'm here, how do I make it count? And I tell young people, make sure that once you are in that situation, in every situation, look for the silver lining. So you're not in this, in this position that you really don't like and you took because you needed a job. But once you are there, how do you ensure that you can put it confidently on your CV and say, I was in this position and I was able to do this? Because it will only enhance your CV while you continue to look for the opportunities that you actually want. So I think, Annette, that is, um, that is how I would, I would round up that, that. Okay, thank you. This is indeed tales of wisdom and I'm already enjoying uh, this conversation and so many nuggets we've received from you, Ajua. This is very, very interesting. I'm enjoying it. But one more, one more uh, question that I have for you, and I cannot avoid it for someone who say this is our cocoa season. So International Women's Day is coming up next week, and I know that this time we are having conversation about we've we've seen some of it yeah, relating to breaking. Um, um, biases or biases, yeah. breaking biases, and then also um, some of them are talking about sustainability and also a bit on climate change. So any of these, maybe the biases one, um, any message related to International Women's Day coming up this year? Um, thank you very much, Net. I think um, it's very important that we need to break the biases around women. Um, around women empowerment, around gender equality. There's a lot of things that we need to break the biases around. Um, a lot of the time when we talk about gender issues, we always say it's just the women. We must always remember that in addressing the women's issues, we have a huge task of making sure that the men are on board to be able to have the success we want to see. We need to break the biases to ensure that women can move forward and have the support they need to be able to move forward. So for me, when you want to ensure that a woman is empowered, it goes hand in hand with ensuring that the community at large and any male counterparts that are around a woman also have the necessary knowledge and understand why the woman needs to be empowered. Um, just recently, I was at a, an event where I had some young people speaking, and they were some of the, the the men were very upset. It's like it seems like now all the focus is on the women, and we are getting left behind. And so I tried to explain to them the vulnerability of women, and how women are marginalized, and how women need to be empowered to ensure that their communities develop, etc. But I also had a very interesting story. It wasn't a, I wouldn't say it's a story, though maybe I'll say a phrase. It was about um, the fact that women, right from inception, have some form of 
training on how to become a woman. Because even for toddlers, a toddler sees a dolly or a doll, she will pick it up and act like her mom does um, when, um, when the baby's hungry. She's trying to feed it. She's trying to clean it. She's trying to... So the woman has some natural tendencies, which as she grows up, she builds upon, she builds upon. So she's positioned in a certain way. The man doesn't, there's nowhere where you have the play on being a daddy or being um, the man who takes care of the house. Okay, you have the you know, daddy and mommy playing, but where the man throughout his, or the boy throughout his growing period actually has that opportunity to understand or practice what it means to support the wife or support his family. So in that sense, that speaker was trying to say they are at a disadvantage and need to support. So as we break the biases this, this Women's Day, International Women's Day, I would like to urge that we need to bring the male counterparts on board so that we can ensure that they understand and help us break the biases. If we get the good buy-in of men and boys in our issues concerning women and girls, I think we will make much, much more progress than we have. Um, there are so many organizations, my organization, UNFP, have men and boys strategy, and I know a lot of other organizations have men and boys strategies, which we are beginning to put into action to make sure that we can see these synergies towards the outcome that we want. At the end of the day, it's a world, um, we just want a world that we can all live in peaceably, and we can ensure that there's development, that everybody's happy and at peace. And as we also say, also just for the good of Ghana and for the good of any country that, uh, that anybody belongs to. So this Women's Day, let's continue to support, um, let's continue to put in efforts to break the biases, make sure that our men counterparts understand and help us break the biases. And I'm sure that we will have a lot of success. Annette? All right. Thank you very much, Adjua, for all the important points. We are actually now uh, rounding up our conversation, and it's been a whole <laughs> uh, lot of uh, wisdom, and uh, we've learned so much on this episode of Coffee and Stars. We've truly enjoyed the contribution on engaging the men and boys on breaking the biases. Also, you have talked about the importance of innovating and uh, also um, the orientation that young people need to be able to take advantage of um, all the opportunities there are. Also, one important point that stuck with me is for young people to make it count in whatever situations that they find themselves. And we cannot forget the importance of making our passion drive us. So, Adjo, I want to just thank you so much for spending your evening with us here on Coffee and Stars. And I've really enjoyed the conversation and we hope that we can continue to dialogue in ensuring that many women have partners, friends, that they can discuss issues with, that they do not feel alone in their struggles, that some of these conversations will bring clarity 
to many young women and young men around the world. So enjoy yourself and happy International Women's Day. Thank you so much. Thank you. I've enjoyed being here. Thank you. And I look forward to coming again. Yeah. (laughs)